The Come Again podcast tackles emotionally triggering content and contains words like fuck, sperm, masturbation den, and beast with the two backs. Listener discretion is advised. Just like you've done before And wrap my heart Round your little finger Here you come again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Welcome to episode one, season one Of Come Again I'm Kurt Sanders, with me And with me forevermore Well that sounds like we're setting up a very different Fatherhood <laughs> podcast right there With me forevermore in my, Is my heterosexual life partner <laughs> Jacob Aldridge uh, um, Jacob, in in this podcast, we're gonna we're talking IVF for blokes. Mm-hmm. Um, over the course of this season and these episodes, we're gonna break down our experiences. We're both um, IVF aficionados, veterans, veterans, veterans yeah, aficionados. Yeah. I, I won the game of infertility bingo. Survivors, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as as such. Um, I, one thing I, I guess I don't want to start with whether we were successful or whether, you know, it failed so much for us. But what, what I, I guess we do want to start with, and I'm sure maybe a lot of people out there who are considering or in the midst or pulling hair or pulling dick or whatever <laughs> of this are considering sort of, you know, the beginnings of it all. And, and I, I, I cannot stress enough, <laughs> as he says, walking into that masturbation chamber. Um, that it, it's it's it, you know IVF is a huge choice for people, but having kids is a bigger one. Well, it's you know IVF, particularly when you're in the middle of it, it feels like it takes over your entire life. It feels like it's going to last forever. But but the reality is one way or the other, it's not. Parenthood, if you're successful, really does last forever. <laughs> so <laughs> for, for better or worse, yeah, yeah. And and when you get deep into the depths of all the journey to IVF, through IVF, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to realise and remember sometimes the end goal you're working for is actually only the start of something else. Yeah, and also I actually think, like, I, we've probably jumped the gun slightly, but also I think um, when you decide to do IVF, you decide to do IVF and you don't decide to do all the things that come with it, mm. which you may not even think about. Well, well no, but, no idea. But my question for you is when... Did you and your partner, we'll call her wife one. <laughs> we will call her Harmony, for that is her name. May contain Harmony. Um, when did you guys first decide that you even wanted kids, or did you even? Oh, I, I absolutely did. Uh, it, was, it was about date number three. Oh, right. Uh, when when <laughs> I, I raised it. We, we had a very interesting start to our relationship. I think we were six dates in before Harmony realised we were actually dating. I had to kind <laughs> of put a bit of a hard word on her one night. And meanwhile, Jacob had been in the bushes <laughs> watching her prior to these dates. <laughs> no comment. Uh, uh, so I very, very early brought up the topic of children. 
Right. And we were we were young. We were early twenties. Right. But my parents had two kids by the time they were that age. Yeah. Uh, so it was always something that I wanted, you know, to start my own family. And I certainly didn't want to, you know, waste time investing in a relationship with someone who didn't want kids. Right. Uh, and so for us in the relationship, I think I was certainly the the one who wanted them more, and always did. Uh, I was very, very clucky by the time you know I got north of thirty, yeah. and we actually got to the point where it was like, okay, well, let's let's do this now. Yeah, um, but it was I think you know, I think it was something we always thought we would do at some point, and yep. and we got to uh, a, an age and a stage in our our life and our financial position when we thought now's the time. Like every good journalist, and I am a journalist by trade, I'm going to establish a timeline here. Mm-hmm. So the third date was what twenty two, twenty three. Uh, the third date would have been uh, August of 2003. So, you know, we're going 17 years ago. Mm. And, and you know, to, to spill the beans, I guess, to, to, <laughs> to, to, Ding. To, to stop the curiosities, to stop the curiosities, you have a nearly one-year-old. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, we, we were fortunate in the, in the end, uh, and I won't give away the too much of the, the mm. timeline uh, in between, but uh, but yes, we've got a beautiful, uh, calm and happy, nearly one year old yeah, daughter. Seventeen years too. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, relationship. So yeah, yeah, that's a bit. Eh? Um, and so, all right. So we've established this timeline. Um, see, I, I am the exact opposite. You <coughs> so, you you weren't you weren't well, clucky at, at nineteen. Well, no, I mean, uh, no. <laughs> you know what though? I was I was clucky when I was uh, uh, fifteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, like to to divert to to divert slightly. There was this girl in high school I was slightly keen on, and um, she seemed like a homebody. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, all I've ever wanted was to be a dad. Should we should we smooch?" Kind of thing. I, I think that sounds to me like you were more interested in the practice than the actual outcome. I think you might be right, but um, yeah. So for me, like um, you know, my wife and I we got married when we were twenty nine, twenty eight. And um, oh, kids weren't even on Time, Timeline? Like, yeah, so we're, oh, well, we're heading for 10 years next year. Ten so, year, nine ten years. Years. so yeah. yeah, so we're, you know. Um, but both of us were kind of like, oh, kids, fuck that. Like those things, like the smelly, you know, wallet mm-hmm. destroying. Yeah, wallet, wallet destroying shit bags. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wallet destroying shit bags. And do you know what? It's fine to call them that even when you have them. Well, <laughs> and, and at the age that I have one, yeah. Uh, yeah, there are an awful lot of bags of shit. Yeah. And, uh, uh, normally, normally about 10 seconds after the last bag of shit gets cleaned up. But, yeah. Uh, oh, right, right. Yeah. So multiple, just like me. Mm. Post coffee or post rum and coffee, but <laughs> but um, so yeah, so but Emma and I, my wife and I, we we both had the exact conversation, same, you know, no way, no, 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 fuck that, we got too much to do, uh, and then you know Emma sort of was the one that was like, mm-hmm. oh, you we should think about having kids. I'm like, mate, come on, come on, come on, you know. So and and but bit by bit she got me there, and and we started trying for kids when we were about thirty one. Yep, thirty one. So I'm thirty seven, going on thirty eight this year now. Um, so I'm a year older than you, and we started uh, we started properly trying at yeah 31, 32. So. Yeah, right, right. The question I have, I guess, the curiosity I have, and probably a lot of people who are beginning to try for kids or even considering some kind of fertility mm-hmm. treatment, is how long did you wait, or how long do you wait before you go? You know what? Let's give this a a, a run along. 
as in, you know, let's actually have a chat to somebody. It's not quite working yeah, out. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of things that happen, right? You yeah. decide to start. Um, you, you decide to start trying. So straight away, the um, contraception goes out the window, regardless well, of your flavor or your recipe. Yeah, yeah. You start yeah. doing the horizontal greased whistle tango <laughs> a little bit more often. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you know, the pills out the window, and you know, you know, condoms are out the window, and any mm, other, mm. you know, whatever you do, if you know, in, if you're deep in in Logan. Um, glad wrap and rubber bands are out the window. No, I'm, any, any listeners in Logan, I'm not. I'm not bagging you. You should bag yourselves. But, but anyway, so I mean, you know, all that. Stuff. So my my point to this is, is like at the start, it's like there's this sense of danger. It's like you're James Bond and you're staring down the barrel. And it's like Dan it. This is this is gonna do it. Well, we started, and I remember the the night we started Crackalackin. It was it was our it was our wedding anniversary. So you'd expect a little bit of rumbusticating. On, on that uh, <laughs> event anyway. From Buster Cage. You know, a bit of the old in, out, in, out. Sure. Uh, uh, we were actually, we were in Sydney for a friend's wedding. Uh, so there was no chance for a bit of afternoon delight. Uh, but afterwards, you know, we, we were ready. We were at that point. Uh, yeah. As you say, all the protection was out the window and the, the yeah. four-legged foxtrot got cracking. Got and, going. And, you know, you do, they tell you it doesn't happen the first time. But you kind of think maybe this could. Well, fucking hell, my brother did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him and his wife were like, his wife was like, let's have a baby. And it was like, bing. Bing. Yeah. Just put in put in uh, the mail order, uh, Amazon Prime. I actually don't remember her being pregnant. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, you've got a kid. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so um, to stick with that theme, like, so you've got that point. And then like how long before you guys went, holy fuck, this is, we're not even getting a lick of a, of a, thing here well the, the the medical rule of thumb is 12 months right i reckon you gotta you know keep trying for, for 12 months which you know on average is going to be about 12 cycles 12 yeah. attempts for, for most couples we kind of knew in advance that we were probably going to encounter some difficulties uh harmony uh, had pcos polycystic ovarian syndrome right, right. as a, a teenager which is one of the things that they sort of say look we, we don't fully understand that it. condition um but we, we think that it is going to have some impact on, on fertility. As it turned out, that probably not as much as some other things for, for us, but that was the, the trigger. You know, we spoke to our GP before we started trying just to sort of get a, you know, a little bit of a checkup and test and, you know, they do a bit of the, you know, the venereal disease tests and those kind mm. of things. To Sir, you have no penis. <laughs> it was burnt away. Uh, clap, clap, clap. <laughs> um, uh so for us, it was about six months. We we went into the GP and we sort of said, "Look, we've been trying. We've been, you know, base temperature every morning, charting it on a sheet of paper." Which, incidentally, it turns out is complete bullshit because okay. the natural temperature variations of a human being are greater than the temperature impact of ovulating. Right. So that. You know, I mean, do it if it makes you feel good, but yeah. the reality is that's probably not actually going to tell you when, and, when you're ovulating. And you see, this is my first bugbear, mm. and there will be many. Mm. Because, all right, so full full disclosure, like I have an issue with IVF. <laughs> yeah. You know, my experience was, you know, pretty full on. And I know, and like most people's are, but, you know, we had a pretty bad one. But see, that's one of the things. It's like you, there's, there's a, there is so much advice fatigue around Ooh. IVF, Ooh, or, yeah. or just around fertility, around babies. Mm full stop around children full stop and that's 
the first thing where people go, well, I, you know, I was told I was supposed to do this and, and to do that. And I didn't, you know, it didn't work. And it's like, well, get used to it. It's did, not going did to Did you try the herbs? <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah. we watched uh, Sex in the City, which is, you know, actually a, a, a great TV series. <laughs> Maybe I am the clucky one in this marriage. Uh, you may be the girl. <laughs> I may be. I may be. This may explain some of the challenges that we have. Yeah. Um, uh, Charlotte, uh, for those who you know are, are well aware, late late in the uh, the TV series, so before the movies, uh, goes through some infertility treatment and you know Chinese doctor and and there's all the advice fatigue and all of that mm. kind of stuff and there's this great scene where someone's like, you've got to try the herbs, you're doing the herbs, and yeah, that right. became a bit of an anchor for us right. with all the shit, and we actually literally did go to a Chinese herbalist and mm. and got the herbs, which were just and horrible and yeah. that didn't but uh, but that was kind of our anchor whenever people were giving us advice we'd just kind of look at each other and go did you try the herbs you've got to try <laughs> the herbs it was just that anchor that who the fuck knows I tell you what you need that comic relief too <laughs> in the uh, during the whole I say in the early days but during the whole thing you need that comic relief so alright so we are you know we've established it's a year in we were about the same yeah so so yeah we, we were kind of six months we got got the referral did you expect to to, cha- to suffer or to be challenged when, when uh, you and Emma started no trying? no 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 yeah. oh god I had no idea like it was one of those things um, oh to explain like the idea of what to expect from the beginning of the process like i didn't even know there were multiple options i you know like oh ivf they put it in and you know like well, then they put my stuff in and like mm, well it's not even a test tube anymore no like <laughs> yeah but but even so like i mean some of the listeners that listen to this might not even if even if they're sort of pre-IVF or, or considering it. You know, there's stages. It's, it's not, not like you go full on into IVF. You might see a fertility doctor and they might do a holypa test mm. to say, mm. let's look at your bloods, let's look at, you know, your semen, let's look at the eggs, let's look at everything. And then they'll be like, oh, you know what, you know, things are looking all right. So what we're going to do is an IUI instead of an I. And I was mm. like, oh, I, 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 you what? I, you yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot <laughs> is the answer <laughs> yeah, to yeah. that question. Yeah, but. yeah. So we, well, that's where we began. So we did some blood tests and quite like this is like my proudest moment Mm -hmm. during this whole thing was when our first specialist and we went through several our first specialist walked into the door and looked at me and he said well i should be pregnant just by standing in this room with you friend he said you literally have hulk sperm (laughs) which is nice suddenly the shirt you're wearing makes a lot more sense (laughs) hulk sperm (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah buy it from all good retailers but um yeah, and, and then he looked at my wife and said, well, look, I, I can't see anything to both of you. You know, my wife is, like, um, blessed with the DNA of a skinny person. She, like, eats chocolate, eats crap like a beast. Like, I've never seen someone go to Gallo's Pies in Coogee Beach and eat three, right? And 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 then she, you know, and, and they looked, and she, she's skinny as a rake, you know? Like, she's super, like, very fit person, healthy yeah. person. So... Yeah, anyway, so look, w- this is sweaty work here at, at Come Again, and we it's time to do this. Well, I was going to say, all that talk of, uh, of fitness, yeah. uh, my body is a temple. Uh, it's a temple for you know, <laughs> the fat Chinese version of Buddha. <laughs> Each week we're going to have a beer of the week. Um, today is Jacob's Choice, and we're drinking um, one of Queensland's own Bolter lagers. So um, cheers to Bolter. Cheers, the- cheers to Bolter. I thought, uh, you know, the starting the journey to fatherhood, parenthood, it, it often comes out with a bit of a Bolter. Uh, <laughs> you know, one moment you're disappointing the night, the wife, the next thing you know, you're finorking, furking and fettling every chance you get. And, uh, and why not celebrate that with a cool, refreshing lager? Yeah, why not? And also get used to it because I drank my... <laughs> I drank my IVF away some. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> well, of course, and once you get fully into that, which uh, I'm sure we will talk about in future episodes, yeah, uh, you kind of you know, you're, you're recommended to go off the booze. <laughs> I know. Uh, whereas at the start, another bit of advice: Hey, if you just you know just have a bottle of wine over dinner, just relax, oh, and it'll happen. Oh, fucking hell! The urge to uppercut. Oh. The Middle-aged Karens. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Melissa. I'll say <laughs> with that manager haircut. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like the sliding yeah, doors just, thing, two-tone. I, I had a colleague years ago, and he used to tell this story, you know, in a different context, but he'd tell the story of how him and his wife got pregnant. And, you know, they were in Sydney and high-powered corporate jobs and stress, 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 and they decided they quit their jobs, they got in a caravan, and they spent six months travelling around Australia, and, and before you knew it, they were pregnant. And it's like, okay, that's that that whole you know relaxation kind of. Years later, as we're going through it, and I'm chatting with with her, uh, and no, that wasn't remotely <laughs> what happened. She was the one who went to all the specialist appointments. Yes. She was the one who had the scraping and all of this yeah, kind of stuff to, right. that that made a difference for both of their kids. Which we will go into in future episodes a bit more of the um, terminology around what actually happens, um, because I think it's important. Like I, I didn't. Oh yeah, yeah no, yeah, I think I, I think the more detail we can yeah. share, the better. But yeah, yeah, we. I mean, we we did tried the relaxation thing yeah. uh, you know we, we got to the point where you know Harmony wasn't enjoying her job it was just a bit boring and yep. we thought well you know we're in a position where you can take some time off and see if that makes a difference she did a six week holiday in Europe by herself I said right. you're allowed to come back six weeks pregnant and you're not allowed to come back two weeks pregnant um <laughs> It's actually impossible to be the two weeks pregnant. The baby's name is Julio. Julio. It's named after his father. I, don't, I didn't know Jacob. It was Julio. Yes. Um, you know, and, and you kind of want to try all of those things because it's so much easier. You you don't want – well, I don't. I won't project onto you or any anyone else who might be listening. I didn't want to have to go into a clinic, um, crash the yogurt truck and yeah. get told that there was something wrong with my manhood. Yeah, and, right. And so, of course, you're going to try all the bottles of wine and relaxing and all of that yeah. kind of shit because, hey, hopefully this will – if we just try one more month naturally, we, we don't have to face up to, to some of those possibilities. And it is a bit of a um – it's more of a humane feel about mm. yourself, isn't it? Like you, you kind of sit there going, well, you know, old hulky sperm over here and, you know, goody wife, she's fine. So, you know, maybe it is just one more month and maybe we do just need to relax, And which is a crock of shit. It is, it is the biggest crock of shit. So, um, you know, we did all the tests and, and we decided to do these IUIs. Um, we didn't, what, what are, what, so an IUI is it's a fancy term. I, actually, in the fact check, we'll... we'll I'll get the exact definition mm-hmm. of IUI. Um, it's Intra- like intrauterine injection. Yeah, I think it's the turkey based. Yeah, it's the turkey based. Yeah, yeah, it's a turkey based. For lack of um, a better word, or it actually sounds way better. But basically, it, that's exactly what it is. Um, this is, and this is where the the jerking off starts. Well, tell me about the testing. Because before you yeah, get to sure. IUI, well, did okay. you do any? Did you do, see? We skipped the IUI, right? Because you know, the, some of the challenges we had were likely to do with fallopian tubes. Yeah. Uh, and if you've got an issue with the egg getting through the fallopian tube, yeah. then an, an IUI is possibly not going to make right. that much of a difference. So I'm not sure where it sits in the process compared to some of those blood tests. Yeah, so this tests. is actually a really important question to ask because I don't know the stats on mm. this, but if if you're having trouble getting pregnant, and you get the tests, the blood tests, and yay, you've got Hulk sperm, and yay, your wife is 
good to go. And presumably you're doing the bedroom rodeo yeah, in the and, right position. Yeah, yeah, the beast with the two backs every night. Um, and, you know, she the eggs are good. Everything's good. The, the, the early test is, are the tubes okay? Mm. Are they okay? And you know what? That, that did not come up for us for a while. So... <clears throat> And and that, if I recall correctly, that is a it's a dye test, isn't it? They they yeah, kind of in, right. inject and, and it can some be of the painful. iodine dye yeah. and and uh, and have to do a, a cat scan. That's exactly right. So so, all right, let's let's take a step back. So we've done these tests, and and the fertility doctor comes in, and I can't remember his name, and we won't use names, but he comes in and he says, you know, hog sperm, goody wife, you're good to go. Just keep rolling with it, but we're going to start with IUIs. I would. I would suggest you start with IUIs because yeah. I don't think there's much wrong. Yeah. So IUIs, once again, I could fact check this, but from memory, they're about 800 bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if we got much money back or if we got money back at all on those things, but we did 10. So did 10, 10 IUIs? 10, yeah. So the, the ding, 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 the dollar signs start racking up straight away. And I want to you, you one, on, one, one day you're bringing the al dente noodle to the spaghetti house. The next day you're paying 800 <laughs> bucks a pop for somebody else to do it. <laughs> You can't see this at home, but I'm kissing my hands Italian style. Mwah! <laughs> Mwah! Yeah, that's right. So ten, ten times we, we, we did that. And and you can't, obviously, you've got to wait, right? You can't mm, just, mm. just pump them out. You've got to keep doing and, and And actually, this is, I don't know your experience on this, but but um, when you have to masturbate to, to um, fill the cup, as it mm. were, um, a lot of the time they say, oh, you know, we want you to do it in here because it's a controlled environment yeah, yeah. and all those kind of things. Anyway, this, this fertility doctor was like, no, mate, do it at home. Get, go to the chemist, get those sterile yep, cups, yep. do it at home. Um, drive it straight here. <laughs> drive it straight here. So I did that 10 times. I, I did that once. The first semen test I did, they, they said, yeah, do it, mm. do it at home. Um, take it into the clinic. I just dropped drop down to the local Sullivan Nicolaitis. They're used to blood tests and here I am rocking up with a, a warm... Uh, container. It's fucked. Uh, you, you're I, driving. I, 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 I fucked it up. <laughs> I actually, I failed the test. And if I well, could... Sir, this is urine. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly it all makes sense. Mm. If I could give you too much information, let's be honest, this is an entire too this much is, information uh, podcast. Oh, I'd be disgusted um, if it weren't. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't really know what I was doing in terms of some solo practitioning. Mm. Uh, oh, really? It, yeah, it wasn't actually... You know, I don't know if it was boarding school or, or living with my grandparents mm. through university. Like, it wasn't something I ever actually did yeah, as, a, right. as a teenager. Right. Um, so I didn't really, I didn't know what I was doing. I had, oh. a, I had a, a couple of practice runs before mm. the test when we knew mm. it was kind of coming. But I, I actually fucked it up because, so you get the, and, and for those who aren't quite sure, you know, like it's the, the little sterile container that you've got to deposit your sample in. Mm. I mean, it's a wide mouth, but it's not very long. Like, it's not a fleshlight. You know, you can kind of yeah, oh, you can you can you can get the end in, <laughs> but that's about it. It's a good point because it's like pissing with an erection. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to you got to aim this thing because you don't want to miss any. Yeah. And I, you know, the last thing I wanted to do, I wasn't quite sure about the escape velocity of what was going to come out. And I, I do recall I once hit a girlfriend in the eye practicing the withdrawal method. So I'm like, the last thing I want to do is just be bouncing off the end of this cup and it's and it and it coming back at me. Yeah. Um. So. I, you know, you reach the point of no return and I stopped the the, the, oh, the traction, the tension, the, yeah. the, the friction so that it didn't kind of, you know, go everywhere. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, if you've ever done that 
you, you know, it just kind of then just sort of dribbles. And so then I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there milking the cow, kind of trying to pump the last of it out, uh, trying to scrape it with the end of the sterile container. Stop get every thrusting last. your hips in here. Yeah. You are just, thrusting your hips in the podcast. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Uh, uh, so, you know, the sample kind of came back inconclusive. Right. And, and part of it was... Spill it. There, there, well, there wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah, right. And so then it's like, well, hang on, is that actually an issue where, you know, it's the reason I'm not knocking up the misses to do with the fact that I'm not actually shooting a full load, yeah. uh, which, as it turned out, was not the case. I just completely stuffed up the test. Yeah, So right. they didn't let me do it at home after that. Yeah, right. I right. had to go into the booth. Well, see, I have this thing. Like, so, so, all right, so... Here's a little trigger point. We got pregnant off our first IUI. Wow. Yeah. Right? Which And we already know you did ten, so Yeah, so, but also, which is a bit wild down the track, but also explains a lot. Um we got pregnant and we lost that baby at um uh so we went for the test at eight weeks mm-hmm. and the doctor looked at us and said, This isn't a viable sure. baby. Six weeks he said this is a six week old embryo and it's eight weeks so it's not gone ahead not and <laughs> fucking i got no idea what i'm talking yeah so i'm thinking have another look yeah yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, it's mate, just it's just, just a slow grower yeah you haven't seen it. and and i have within seconds discounted decades <laughs> of this man's experience could you check again and he's like you could see him go fuck come on mate i know what i'm doing like which is Fair enough. And anyway, he's checked again. He's like, look, yes, this is definitely, and un- this is not, he's, I think the exact words were this, um, this embryo is not consistent with the, what was it? It's not, not consistent with the environment needed for life. Mm. Right. So, which is very scientific term mm, yeah, to tell yeah, you, yeah, 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 this is fucked. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So anyway, so, beca- and, and my question was why didn't we have a miscarriage? Like, why mm. hasn't this miscarriage? And he was like, oh, you know, it happens all the time. So, you know, people, embryos don't go on, but they don't miscarry. And we end up having to do, that was the first surgery that Emma had. So, it's, it, which is a, you know, I don't want to say it's not a big surgery because it's, you know, it's it's only 15 minutes. and But, you know, it's it's fucking pretty. Well, and from an emotional perspective, yeah, yeah. you know, you, here you are trying to have a kid and mm. you're, you know, you, you've got, you get the, the good news, yeah. that first phone call or the first. Yeah stick piece dick yeah and, which uh, was fucking wild right like so anyway but yeah. so my point being we got pregnant off the first mm. one and lost it my wife had to have a um a dnc which mm-hmm. is a, a, a what do you call them a curette um which just clears the thing out and i was like you know once again i could not but like hey, we don't lose friends <laughs> like you know like we're winners like, yeah yeah first time yeah come like come on so and i was like mate before you do this curette like literally before oh, like like could, could, you, she, could she, you just check yeah she had to wait a few days i'm like just wait one more time just a double oh, fuck no, i'm such a dickhead like i'm so, <laughs> such a dickhead and um anyway so uh, like he was like oh look we can but but like he knew, like you know it was, yeah, I'm, I'm an yeah, idiot. yeah yeah i'm an absolute tool anyway so yeah that was the first of surgery but and this might be a good time to take a break, but there's nothing quite like getting pregnant that quick time to give you all the hope in the world, mm. which is a very dangerous thing. There's great research into professional poker players. Most of them start online, so they've got the stats. And, and to a significant portion, people who become professional poker players win a lot when they start playing, which is the luck of the draw. People mm. who get unlucky and lose at the beginning don't play more poker right uh, 
And it's probably the case that an awful lot of people who get very deep into the IVF or the fertility treatment journey are people who had some of that early success. Uh, because like the pokey machines, you know, it's going to cost you a lot of money, but you might just win again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're going to take a break. To everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. The makers of Trojan condoms believe there is a time for children, the right time when they are wanted, and Trojans have helped people for over half a century safely practice responsible parenthood. And we're back with uh, Come Again, the IVF podcast for blokes struggling through IVF, considering IVF, or... Just curious about the, 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 the viscosity of their semen. Which is an interesting thing, actually. Mm. When he said to me, you've got Hulksburn, I'm like, <laughs> is it... <laughs> I haven't had a look at it in a while. I've been, you know, sending it inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've just covered, you know, IUIs, which is, you know, I've gone through a bit. Um, you skipped the IUI. So mm. where did, what, what happened? Like, where did this begin? Uh, for us, we, so yeah, so I had to go and, and do the retest. Uh, and, you know, for You've probably got an image, if you're listening, you haven't got to this point in the journey, you've probably got an image of what a spank bank, you know, if you're a sperm donor or, uh, or in, in our case, you know, getting tested and, and taking your own. Uh, you've probably got an image of what that might be, like a dark room, no windows, porno DVD playing, stack of penthouse magazines, a little, you know, like you've got an image that it's going to be this seedy, porn-filled little room and, and you would actually be absolutely correct. <laughs> You are correct. I walked into this room and I had to take a photo and send it to my mates. I'm like, this is exactly what you think it would be. I thought, like, it's a medical facility. You know, I've had a nice chat with the pleasant 19-year-old receptionist. Uh, and, and then I go into this room and it is full of porno mags. Yeah, yeah. I have an epic story about this. Not, not mine. A good friend of mine who is currently going through this with mm. his wife, and they actually have one baby. Um, they have one one little girl who's I think she's five now, um, but she was an IVF baby originally. First go, boom, wow. IVF out of the bag, all good. Um, but she was born at twenty six weeks, Shit. so they they had the whole. That, that thing is to get about through. as early as you can do yeah, it. Yeah, and and I don't know how they. They, they must have just been absolute weapons to get through it. But they did. And she's a beautiful little girl, healthy, no complications, really great. But anyway, so he's going through it again on their second. But because the first one bolstered their confidence, it's like the IUI in the first round. Oh, yeah, we got pregnant. Because that bolstered their confidence, they're like, all right, we're, we're in. We're going to do this again. But they've been going for about three years now um, in IVF and just really struggling through this time. But he was telling me, he goes, oh, I walked into the, the spank room. And um, the first time, mm. the very first time, he said, oh, you know, there's a little chair in the corner, like a, a, an armchair in the corner with a, with a, with a, a sheet over it. Yep. <laughs> Which is a medical a, sheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's fun. And, you know, you, it's, it's this seedy little room and, you know, you close the door. And, he, and, and because, you know, we're all attached. Lock the door. Make yeah, sure lock you lock the, door, the door. Lock the door. Lock the door. And, um, and, but, but it's so interesting. This is a zeitgeist thing. The state of current technology, because he uh, he was like you know like all the porn he watches is on his smartphone. Yeah. So, but there's he's this, got the shortcuts. Yeah, yeah. There. So, so he closes the door, locks it, and there's this 
CRT TV, this old <laughs> telly in the corner with a remote control. And he's like, oh, that must be for the instructions. <laughs> instructions. <laughs> I mean, so, it says the guy who well, failed the first time. Yeah, yeah but... But he was like he must have like he thought there was like some procedural DVD like you know like first of all um, you know you enter the room welcome to the Dharma Initiative (laughs) you have been selected now forward back forward (laughs) but but anyway close your eyes and think of Margaret Thatcher yeah exactly but he he had his phone out because he was ready to roll kind of thing thinking and it didn't even occur to him that there was going to be facility (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to BYO he turned the um. The screen on it because they take a little while to warm up. He oh, missed, the old cathode yeah, ray. Yeah, but he was hitting the hitting the volume button, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, when this gets on, you know, the volume will be no." And fucking boom, this volume comes on, and he said, "There's this massive black dude railing this chick, and it's like echoing through <laughs> the facility, through the um, the medical facility, and, and he." Finally realised that actually masturbation is pretty simple. And, well, no, I don't want to. I don't want to bag your experience, but, but you know, <laughs> no, like, I think that's fair. Well, no, you know what I mean? Yeah, like no, it was, yeah, you know, it doesn't take too long. He to get it didn't need instructions, <laughs> so it were, yeah. But you're right, yeah. These seedy little rooms, you know, crazy. But you know what? Um, we've gotten to this point where we're talking about being there and doing things. But I actually think one of the things we probably need to cover is um, taking a bit of a step back and talking about. Um, the note I've got here is the coitus calendar, mm. um, and what that actually means. Yeah, you know, from a from a relationship perspective, and and from you know even a sex perspective, because you know, like I said before, you know, you start off and you you cut out all the all the um, contraception, and it's exciting. And yeah, it's, and yeah. It's not, and then, we could be this time next month. We could be pregnant. Exactly right. So, and then you know, six months, twelve months, mm. you're not, mm. and then. You know, and I don't know whether it was how it was in your relationship, but it was my wife that was watching the calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, and all of a sudden, that was when yeah. you had sex. It oh, wasn't and, all and around, and it was oh, save it up because you can't you can't have sex four days beforehand because it, you need to build there's it up. A window. There's a window. Yeah, there's a window, and also you you know your sperm needs to get stronger. Right? Well, but it also like. For healthy sperm, you don't want it to be too old. That's You're right. actually supposed to be ejaculating every three or four days. That's exactly right. So, which is <laughs> interesting because, look, not everyone has a shag just to clear out the decks, you know, to clear the pipes. So you've got to get back into the um, back into the, the midweek rhythm. Well, see, we, you know, <laughs> the we right were, hand swing, as it were. You know, for us, you know, it was like it was like hiking or surfing or going to the movies. You know, you don't generally find time midweek. You just get in a couple of sessions on the weekend. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But now all of a sudden you've got to be driving Miss Daisy on a Wednesday yeah. because the doctor... And, and one thing you will really get through this whole conversation, fertility treatment really teaches you that God is a man. <laughs> because so when we really got into the coitus calendar, um, you know, the, the first drug that Harmony got prescribed was Clomid. Oh, yeah, sure. Which, uh, and I, I, I know friends who... You know that was all they needed. That kind yeah. of stimulates a bit more of the ovulation. So if yeah. that's what's going on, that's that's all you kind of need. Yeah, you um, should Google it and have a read about it because mm. it's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know that was like you know and, and just have a have a, a bit more of a go naturally. Uh, and yeah, so you know she's sitting there taking drugs and and monitoring a temperature and checking everything going, and you're looking for all the the bits and pieces. What you're saying is it's the unsexiest way to have a shag. Oh my in your goodness. life, which is the point. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's it, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, now. now. And you're like, oh, 
Well, we got to a point at one point we got a text message from our doctor. It was <laughs> like, you know, because and and you know we didn't experience a regular cycle, mm. you know, from a, a, a menstruation perspective. So it wasn't like we could kind of go, well, look, every twenty eight days, uh, you know, we can kind of predict, put it in the calendar. You know, don't see any family that weekend. That's that's when it's happening. We had to kind of keep an eye because some months it was. 20 days and some months it was 45 days and we had no fucking yeah. idea so you're looking for all the clues you can and as soon as you get some inkling you've got like a three or four day window to just go at it absolutely hammer and tongs mm. as, as much as you possibly can yeah. uh, you know there is absolutely no time for anything other than um, you know the, the scoring the scragging the screwing the scrogging the scrumping the scrumping <laughs> rinse and repeat yep the rinse yep. and repeat yeah it's it's actually an interesting point you bring up because we were you know Emma my wife was just like clockwork nice yeah so well you know, so but no like how do you like like my thing like you know I can't even start to think how you manage it when it's not look the basal body temperature uh, so that's one that you kind of get told right. take her temperature every morning at the same time normally before you get out of bed so before you check in on the day that you know maybe for some people uh, we could certainly see some trends but nothing that was actually obviously linked to ovulation so that didn't really help mm. uh, there's a few other signs of, of ovulation um, excess discharge uh, you know, vaginal discharge. Mm. So, you know, having your, your wife or partner looking out for some of that kind of stuff and mm. keeping an eye on it, uh, which can be different colours, different consistencies, different smells. You kind of get into all of this world of very, very specifics. Uh, and there's some other things, you know, which you may even have noticed before you start trying for kids. Um, again, a little bit of an old wives' tale, certainly not uh, everybody, uh, but, you know, some women do get a lot hornier when right. they're ovulating, right. which, you know, there's a bit of a biological reason for why that might be. So they can kind of, some some women can really feel, and I've got friends with kids, and I got one friend, and he said, we were fighting for months. We were just in a really shitty place, mm. and she we were sleeping in separate bedrooms. Mm. She came in one night and just wanted nothing more than just, you know, I need you to complete the jigsaw puzzle right now, bang, bang. Yeah. Um, and he got up the next morning, and he said, I reckon you're pregnant. And she went, no, I'm going away. There's no way I'm having another kid with you. Yes, I know, but you know, mm. and uh, yeah, sure enough. Uh, yeah, so right. you know, you can kind of, you know, some women may have a better idea of their ovulation mm. cycle than than others. Um, sometimes you are just like, well, maybe, and then you sort of stretch it out. Then suddenly it's like seven, eight days where you're doing it twice a day. And yeah, mm, that's that might be <clears throat> might sounds like fun when you're not getting enough. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a meal. You know, when you're yep. a starving man, absolutely you dream of, you know, a degustation full course with matching wines. Mm. When you're six or seven courses into that, you're like, for fuck's but, sake, can we just get an Uber yeah. and go home? Yeah, yeah. Which is such an important point to remember. It's okay to not have a sex drive mm. around this mm. stuff. Like, and, and you know what? I reckon you ask any bloke who's gone through this. And, and to be honest, any bloke who just doesn't, like, not all blokes have high sex drives no. anyway, right? It's, no. It's, not, it's one of those things. And you can laugh all you wanted it. You know, but that's the truth, and it's 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 absolutely fine. So, it, but it does make it a chore. It makes it really hard. And and ironically, by making it not really hard, and that's the that's the <laughs> you know because it, yeah. it it gets less hard yeah. from an erection perspective. Just yeah. just in <laughs> case just for those who are only sort of half tuning in. Just in case you missed the joke. <laughs> uh, and it yeah. takes longer, and yeah. and you know, and and. Um, uh, and and yeah, and you are doing it as a chore, and and 
almost certainly, you know, your, your wife's not going to be, and I'll, I'll say wife, you know, people know what I mean, uh, you know, she's not going to be particularly in on it, you know, like, mm. you know, she's getting sandpapered four, five, six times in yeah, a weekend. exactly. Like, she's not going to be sitting there going, this oh, is the, the oh, best wow. sex I've ever yeah, had. Yeah, 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 yeah. You really are disappointing the wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but you kind of have to do it. And, and you know, the more you do it, so, so what's basically going on from a medical perspective uh, and, and obviously stay tuned for the fact check to make sure I get this right. Uh, my understanding. So the sperm will live inside the, the uterus or, you know, can Wherever, sometimes yeah. head up into the, the fallopian tubes for, you know, three or four days. So you've basically got this window uh, from a couple of days before ovulation through to a couple of days after because that's about how long the egg's going to survive and be viable. Sure. So if you can flood the chamber yeah. with a whole lot of sperm when the egg comes out, uh, that will, you know, obviously give it a good... And you just got to keep kind of flooding it, keep filling it with, with more fresh, viable sperm for, for all of those days. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you can catch the egg straight after it comes out. Uh, you know, you can get pregnant, you know, while it's still in the tube. It hasn't even reached the uterus. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you, you want to flood that uterus. And that's why they tell you to keep going. Keep, keep going. going keep. Yeah. we got friends. They've got a lovely kid. Um, we actually caught up with them. They lived overseas. We caught up with them and just sort of chatting because we were going through this journey at the time and, and they were actively trying for the first time. And she went, yeah, well, this is this is kind of the weekend, you know, like not the best timing to come over and stay with us guys. We're sort of in the middle. But, uh, you know, I think yesterday was probably the last day. We've been at it hammer and tongs for three days before you got here. And we sort of went, look, you kind of got four days. We'll, we'll stick some headphones in and, you know, we'd make some recommendations. And, and lo and behold, that was a successful weekend for them. So, so we right. take some credit. Well, there you go. That's always good. That's always good. You know, and potentially final thoughts for this main part of this episode. But um, for me and for, for my, me and my wife, it was, it was about keeping all in the early days. The, in the early days. <laughs> when we was, were so young yeah, and naive. Yeah, exactly. It was about trying to still laugh about it. Mm. Like about the fact this ridiculous situation we're in, um, which isn't so ridiculous. But um, so we, I, like, we'd roll in. I'd roll in. It was me. <laughs> it was me that did it. <laughs> <laughs> Colour me surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I knew that the you know the alarm clock was about to go ding, mm. um, I'd put on um, "Let's Get It On" by Marvin Gaye. <laughs> and let me tell you that that song triggers me <laughs> now, now in a good way or like no, you go, no that's like no, the, uh, no. and i don't want to be insensitive to all the vets out there but it's the channel seven chopper giving me screams <laughs> in the night kind of thing oh that fucking song yeah well it just yeah you know you hit some hong kong mattress all night long and, uh, <laughs> and now you're over it yeah yeah uh, over it <laughs> um yeah okay uh jacob thank you for your mm. insights in this first episode um and, you know, it's it's one of those things that you need to be prepared for the marathon ahead. And that's what this series is about. You know, and, and, and you know, keep having the conversations. You know, you're probably going to go and see your GP before you start trying. Keep that conversation going with them. And if it's not happening for you, even if it feels like you've only been at it three or six months... You know, go and have a conversation, see what other tests or drugs they can recommend. Normally it is that 12-month period where, and that's a long 12 months when you're wanting to get pregnant, when every month you're tracking, every day you're tracking things, every month you're having a, a massive 
effort of, you know, shut down, turn off the, the TV, mm. close the blinds and go hammer and tongs at it mm. and it's not working for you. That's mm. that that's a very exhausting and draining twelve months. And I and I think the key thing, as you say, is that you gotta keep a sense of humour, you gotta keep the relationship going. Remember what it is actually all about because mm. it it can be frustrating. I think the key takeaway for me from this first episode is to not be afraid to talk about it. Mm. Which is what this is all about. Um, thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, come back next week. We're going to be picking up where we left off. Come so again. Come again. Thank you. In the quiet words of the Virgin Mary, come again.